Family from the Heart podcast episode number 218. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Downton GSPN. Wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, my friends. By the way, this is an episode of Family from the Heart. Cliff Ravenscraft here. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we have fallen in love once again. That, my friends, is the theme song from my brand new all-time favorite television show that has ever been produced. And my friends, I'm talking about I Like This More Than Lost. Anyway, we're going to be talking about, of course, Downton Abbey in this episode. So fantastic. Wow. How did we not... Catch, capture this sooner. Well, here's the thing. I've been wanting to see Downton Abbey for quite a while now. I've known about it. I've heard about it from um, other people. I've been watching our friends on Twitter talk about it for almost two years, I guess. And um, there's just never been the time to really add a new show into the stuff we watch. The stuff we watch. Now, this isn't something that you've been, you've ever told me, like... Because I wasn't sure if you would like it. Okay. Like, I wasn't... It was just something that I wanted to... Yeah. I was being very stingy (laughs) with my television. Well, I I would imagine that, you know, it's a drama about, you know, about the, you know, the turn of the century, you know, that, you know, 1920s time. So, maybe you just assumed that I wouldn't like it. I think I did. I think, yeah. Um, Here's the deal. I have in passing heard people talk about and and I will tell you right now I am not afraid to admit this but until we watched the first episode I always thought it was Downtown Abbey. Right? I did. I I I <laughs> it's like cuz every time I saw it in a status update uh-huh. from one of our friends which you, know, you would I, read it I, as I, Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Downtown Abbey. I was like, okay. Sounds like one of those crazy British shows that, you know, that probably won't appeal to me a whole lot. Although I I don't know why I say that. I like a lot of British television. I know. But um, it didn't. I mean, just I don't know. I just never it, it. I never knew what it was. I didn't even know what to think. I didn't think about it. Downton Abbey is like or downtown Abbey at that time. Right. And then all of a sudden Jimmy Fallon comes on his show. And he does this parody called Downton Six B. Right. All right. And of course, six. You know, the Six B is they're in Studio Six B, which actually right. has a lot of history to it. Yes, it does. But um, they did this parody, and I remember when the parody was on television. Now, I sat through the first, you know, the part one of his because there's part one and part two of Downton Six B. And I remember sitting through the first part and I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it made no sense at all. 
and it was simply weird. It was it was just I, I I had I mean it was a it was a waste of my time to sit there and watch that parody. It was that awful. Okay. And when part two came out, I remember just stopping the DVR and deleting the episode. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I'm I remember the other part one. It wasn't all that great. Everybody in the audience is obviously laughing, having a great time with it. But it just I just didn't get it. And and for at that point, from that point forward, when I saw people tweet about downtown Abbey, uh I, I'm like, whatever that now I now it is forever in my mind, a crazy, silly British drama that that has absolutely no appeal because that doesn't I mean, even the parody wasn't even funny. I mean, so so that's probably how I assumed that you would not like it. Probably, probably. So Thursday night. Yeah, we're trying to decide what to what we've already watched all of last week's television we had well, we talked about it last thursday about what an exciting week it was for us in television yeah and so there are no new shows on our dvr on thursday night we sit down and um we're, we're well there was a, there, there is a new show um it's it's upstairs that we still haven't watched it oh, yet the the perception yes perception yes, we still haven't watched it so we were that's, that's what, what we, we were gonna watch that night right. and um but you were you were looking around on Amazon. I think so. Yeah. On the Roku. I don't know why. No, um, but, but just playing around. You like to scroll through your wish list or watch list or whatever it's called and um, just see what's on there. And so then you were looking through the bigger list to see what you could add. And, and this, I, I have to tell you, my friends, drives me crazy about my husband. Like if I sit down and I want to watch TV, I want to watch TV. I don't want to watch him search for things to watch. <laughs> but as he's scrolling through, I was like, oh, Downton Abbey's on here. That's something that I, I've wanted to see for a while. And um, and so you keep scrolling through and then you're like, so do you want to check it out? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've and wanted me, to for a while. Let me tell you what prompted the whole idea of even offering to check it out. It's like, well, you know what? I've heard. It was getting up off the couch to change the HDMI. No, it wasn't that at all. So we could watch the DVR. No, it wasn't that at all. It was literally the fact that, you know what? Every, I have heard a lot of people talk about Downton Abbey. And or at that, even still, it was Downtown Abbey at that time. It wasn't until we started watching the first episode that I realized that it was Downton Abbey. Right. But um, it. I, I what it basically is like, okay, well, Jimmy Fallon's done a parody. Everybody's talking. If, if Jimmy Fallon's done a parody and, and this isn't just a silly parody. I mean, they, they went all out and I remember just how all out they went. And it, it's like, I, I have heard a lot of media buzz about this. It's like, eh, what's it going to hurt? And yeah, I didn't have to get up off the couch to switch it over. So that was cool too. But we we just clicked it on and said, well, let's, do you want to see the first few minutes and see if it's, you know, check it out and see if it's anything interesting. And then I think we watched five hours and on we, Thursday night. We watched five episodes <laughs> back to back nonstop. Was it five? I, it, or four, four, four or five. Four right? or five yeah. episodes. It is by far. And I'm telling you, here, here's the deal. That was last Thursday. We're recording this this Thursday. Thursday. Today is Thursday. We have seen every episode of season one and every episode of season two. Yes. 
We have seen it all. We have. We we watched we watched them all um because it's just that good. It is not just that it is that spectacular. It is that off Let, let's put it this way. When It's like you're in that world. When I found Lost for the very first time, I remember being consumed by Lost. Like when I would walk away, when we weren't watching the episodes together, I was researching stuff online. I was, you know, I have not been, you know, here's the thing. I like Fringe a lot. I really do. (laughs) The TV show Fringe. And I know there's a lot of hidden clues. I know every episode is supposedly supposed to have the observer in it. And I miss almost all of them. Um, and yeah, unless he has dialogue, I ain't finding him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, he, and, and I know that, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Wayne Henderson and and uh, uh, Daryl Darnell, those those guys are doing great jobs pulling out and researching every episode and stuff like that. I've never had that desire to do it for Fringe. I mean, I, I'm not saying Fringe isn't a great show. For me, it's I'm a casual viewer of that show. And but for Lost, I remember it, it that Lost was the only show that that I had an obsession, an obsession over. Uh, I don't in Doctor Who, but even Lost was more than Doctor Who. Right. All right. And, and I think part of it was the fact that you and I shared the obsession for okay. Lost. OK, now, well, I wasn't researching things when it wasn't on, but I, right. it was. Yeah. But but, but get you, your feet off my you side were of the table. interested in hearing things. That, your your foot is, is on my shoe. <laughs> like, well, your shoe is on my side of the table. Come on. Seriously? I, I'm going to build a divider underneath the table. <laughs> anyway. So your feet know where to stay. Okay. Whatever. So, but yes, we shared the. We shared an obsession. You yes. at least were interested in all the stuff that I found online. And yes. weren't you reading spoilers and stuff like that? I, th- I think I, you I did never read one. little spoilers. No? On purpose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, here's the here's how I know that this is something big for us, okay? Because number one, I'm sitting here listening to this. Now, can I just say, uh, by the way, the the whole soundtrack to Downton Abbey is on Spotify. You know the theme song? They I, they have this song right here. Let me uh get get in here real quick to see. Hold on. So I sit here, I, I tell you how I'm obsessed with this because there are, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, there, there are about 15, 20 tracks on here. Most of them are only two minutes long. I've listened to this, you know, 10, 12 hours in a row on repeat while I'm working in the background. Uh, Megan I, came upstairs the other day and said, why is dad listening to elevator music? <laughs> and you know there's this one song i I think there was a song where mary's singing um i won't give anything away right is it on here but it's not her singing it's it's it's, the song it's the song that they're singing i'll just play just a minute of this sometimes when i feel bad and things by the way, I would totally hate this song if I if weren't in love. If you had not first seen it in yes. the show. I yeah, that would be really awful if I didn't love this show. Someone 
so you can tell that I'm I, I mean I'm sitting here listening to this kind of music you know all day long and I'm loving it and here's the funny part I went back after watching all of season one I came down and watched rewatched part one of Downton Sixby from which Jimmy I need Fallon. to do I have not done that yet please do me a favor don't don't watch it without me Okay. Well, that is really not fair because you've already I, went back and watched it. I will watch it with you again. Well, go ahead and watch it, but I want to watch it with you because I want to watch it again. Okay. But uh, I watched the, you know, the Downton 60 part one. And then I, it made sense. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> it is the best Jimmy Fallon parody ever. Okay. I mean, this, I mean, it is. It's classic. It is really, really good. And my favorite part is Heedeth. <laughs> you keep telling me about that. So oh I'm God. totally well, going to go back no. and watch it again. No, the, my favorite part is the eat bleep. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> It's so awesome. But um, I absolutely love the show. I love the costumes. Um, I, I love everything about that, that time period in the way they dressed um there is there is this this whole prestige and um obligation around the family but then yet still the desire to be an individual and um and i love the the conflict and the fight that those um can cause in one person you know in one character the character development over this two seasons is fantastic it is because it goes for eight years mm -hmm. from the beginning of season one to the end of season two is um is an eight-year span and so there has to be a lot of character development which i kind of struggle with in one character because she looks 12 and she looked 12 when it started and she looked 12 <laughs> when season two went off but she's not really 12 um nor was she when she, when it began but um the character development, the costumes, um, the the music, the music, but above all, is the way they write. Yes, Maggie Smith. <laughs> oh well, Maggie Smith is great. <laughs> I mean, everyone. It, it's it's fantastic writing. It's an incredible ensemble. But I love, I love the the Countess. She is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you promise? I have a lot of friends I don't like. Yep. They're, they're, I'll take that as a compliment. Well, I must have said it wrong. She is fantastic. Yes. She does not use her filter. She, does not, she doesn't use her filter at all. <laughs> and she because of no her filter. position, she can get away with it. Yes. So here's, here's the thing. I mean, it's obviously got history. The, the first episode... Uh, starts with what is going on in the lives of the servants and the and the household of Downton Abbey um, as a result of the sinking of the Titanic. Right. How does this historic event actually have any kind of impact on the lives of maybe somebody in Britain? And and it's very interesting how they that plays out and comes through. Um, and it also has the history of the First World War and the and the involvement of Britain in this. And um, it it is so. There's the history element. There's also the the aristocracy. I think is the right word 
the the nobility, you know, the the you know, the noble blood and and yeah. the I love uh, that. You know, all of this stuff you got the he's the earl of, you know, he's the mm-hmm. earl of um Grantham. Of, of no. No. Well, no. He's, he's earl Lord Grantham. Grantham. He's Lord yes. Grantham. He's the um, earl earl of Downton. Yes. He is so he's he's the earl and and his wife also is called the countess as well. Um, and, and they call, and actually it's, um, um, Maggie Smith would be the Dowager Countess. Is that how? Yes. You, yes. Something like anyway. that. And then, um, you also have, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but you have, and, and I love how the servants and, and the respect, you know, for, for people, his lordship and <laughs> or her the lordship, lack of, or <laughs> which is spoken behind their back. It's Mr. Carson and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, um, just Mrs. Pat Moore and, and all of just the, the respect that they use when addressing one another. And there's so much there that I love. And they also do a really good job of showing how, you know, this, this family that grew up in this nobility, if you will, how, you know, that, that sometimes they lose touch with the outside world, but how, what's a weekend? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it's fantastic. But it but it also shows how these people weren't just rich and snobby. It's just this is the culture they grew up in. It's all they know. And when all of a sudden the outside world, the war brings something that that brings the outside world in and therefore they start to it changes them It impacts them. And it's like these aren't just rich, snobby people. These are genuinely caring, loving compassionate people who desire to do good right and i love that i mean it so much about this show so there's the music there's the history there's the there's the nobility and the, and, and and all of that stuff there's the the respect there is the characters like you said there are characters that you love and there are characters you love to hate and there are characters you wish would die and i have <laughs> in mean nasty ways uh and 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 here's the best part there's character development so much character development i i can't i won't say anything to give any hints of anything that happens at any point during this but just to see people's personalities change over time and how their experiences in life kind of either harden them or soften them and and just it, it it's really great to watch, and I not only do I like the character development and the characters, the characters I I can't think of a character. I mean, even the characters I despise, you like. I like them. Right. I don't want them off the show. I don't. Uh, even the ones I despise, and and I genuinely feel like connected to all of them in in some way. And the other thing that I love is just the scenery of this show. So gorgeous. Um, I can't remember. It's the Herforth ca- Castle or whatever. I her- anyway, I've, I've looked it up. I've seen a couple documentaries. That's the thing. I've, I've watched so many different things. But anyway, the, the, the castle where this is filmed, it's beautiful. Um, the grounds on which it is on is beautiful. The way that they actually do the cinematography of people riding a bicycle. I mean... They bring an artwork to somebody riding a bicycle. They really do. And 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 then, like you said, the dialogue. Wow, is the dialogue rich, beautiful, poetic? Um, 
it is it is out of this world. I I have no problems, no qualms at all telling you I already like Downton Abbey more than I ever liked Lost. <laughs> it and you know what? I don't know if I would say I like I mean I know I like it more than anything I've ever seen before, but I can't really compare it to anything I've ever seen before. It's it's in a class of its own. Yeah. It truly is. Somebody said that I, you know, actually several people said that I would would you know, since I like this, I'll probably really like that Jane Lost in Austin, mm-hmm. the Jane Austen a period piece and stuff like that. And I don't think it's just the period piece because I've seen period pieces before that that just don't do anything for me. Um, I'm not opposed to, by the way, I'm not opposed to watching Lost in Austin. You said it's a four hour miniseries. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to spend four hours watching that to see if it's anything that I'm interested in. But I don't think that I like this just because it's set in the early 1920s in Britain. I don't think so at all. Um, I really believe it's the actors that are acting in this. I think it's the the characters I think it's the story. I think it's the music. I think it's the location. Well, you know, Hugh Bonneville is also in Lost in Austin. Okay. Okay. But but I'm just saying. Please, that, Mr. Bennett. I'm just saying this show specifically, There's, it's got every single element it? working together like a perfect puzzle. It really does. It's, it's a fantastic team. I'm yeah so here I am I don't even have enough words to say I'm watching you know the downtown Arby's parody have you haven't seen that one Uh, no probably hadn't even heard of it there's a downtown's art downtown Arby's uh um you need to stop watching parodies parodies are fun so that we can watch it again (laughs) I know I know um and you know, I've been I've been researching Wikipedia. I'm researching the Arist. You know, the the different things. I'm just re- It's got me interested. It's it's really got it's it's intrigued me. I want to learn more about the stories. I want to learn more about what inspired the stories. Um, all of this stuff. I I'm really really into this show and the the stuff from it. I mean, it's it's that much. And what's amazing is that I've noticed that when we're not watching it together, you're also doing searching. I am. Different kinds of searching. Well, t- tell me what kind of searching it's inspired you to do. Well, I like to spend my time on YouTube watching either um, clips, my favorite clips from the show. I've watched several fan-made videos um, with either where they'll take a song and and match it to different clips um of different characters and i just i am in love i will tell you that i i have a new favorite tv couple okay which is pretty big for me okay um and i'm just i'm just i'm in love i i am with with, with downton abbey and everything about it in January cannot come fast enough. Hey guys, Cliff Ravenscraft here and Stephanie's with me. I am. We just finished recording Family from the Heart and realized because of the chat room that uh, something we left out. Yeah, that I've already forgotten about. Like I, it, it already doesn't even um, mean anything to me in the in my thoughts of Downton Abbey. Right. But it is something that if we're going to be promoting it so heavily in our community, in our community, Cliff really feels like we need to put out this, um, 
A little warning. A little warning. A little warning. Um, because specifically, here's the deal. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've grown up in what I will call a homophobic evangelical background you know that that's just my upbringing and stuff like that and um certainly there i've made a great departure uh from a lot of that growing up but but it's still very much you know you know affects the way that i think and feel uh many times and the i want to give you guys a warning that there is a scene in the very first episode of downton abbey that will be very disconcerting to some people. And and it certainly was for me. And I, I'm probably exaggerating, but it seemed like it was like 90 seconds of kissing between two men. Uh, it really it, was not 90 seconds. It, I, I know. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't, but it, it seemed that way to me. And I was I was very fearful that this was going to be something that would consume the storyline of the entire show. And I, I felt that if we came to you guys and shared ahead of time that, hey, number one, this is there. Be prepared for it. Personally, I think that, you know, going back, um, I, I think that it was necessary to tell the storyline of this character and really help you to understand the con- character development moving forward. Um, I, I don't think it had to be there. But but the thing is, is I want to just reassure you that the rest of season one and all of season two this doesn't happen again. Right. All right. And so for those of you who might be very much turned off by that and be fearful that, you know, it is the one time. It's just the one time. And we wanted to let you know ahead of time. We just know that this is a very controversial topic. And we also know that Family from the Heart has quite a sizable audience that is from a very Christian background and and stuff like that. So we just wanted to let you know ahead of time. And uh, I, I would ask you not to judge the show uh just based on ba- the one scene just based upon the one scene and trust us when we say that we really do love this show and we hope that you will as well so with all of that said now we will return you to our regularly recorded program well and and here's the thing this has put me in quite the moral dilemma although i will probably just uh leave over- it at that well no i'll, I'll share <laughs> Here's the deal. Downton Abbey is going to be airing season three in the UK in the UK in, in September. September and they will not bring it to the United States we could just, on PBS until January. We could just go to the UK for a while. We could or I may just have to find some other means of <laughs> obtaining those other means. those those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say so. Um, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, if they continue to make it available for free to Prime members or Netflix subscribers, then, I mean, obviously, I'm still going to be having my paid account there. So it's um, if they don't, I will probably buy them. I have no qualms of buying them. I, You know what? Here's Just, He's not a very patient man. Well, here, here's the thing. Okay, so the deal is this. I have always been against this physical media DVD right. stuff. I think I it's ridiculous. But they do have the and and I've to this day, get this, as we've got how many Mac computers in our home? A couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple. A couple couple. <laughs> we 
<laughs> we have we have just about every every kind of electronics device that you would possibly think of and and stuff like that. All of this stuff. Would you? This may come to great surprise to many people. We in our family still to this day do not have, nor have we ever had, a Blu-ray player. No, and it's moved. Now. It's I on think the floor. it's on the floor over there now. Um, we do have Lost season six on Blu-ray, but we've never watched it because we do not own a Blu-ray player. We do not own a Blu. I will tell you what, I am seriously considering buying a Blu-ray player and the the Blu-ray pack of season one, season two. Yeah, but that's what you've said when we got the season six, because we did not buy those. They were a gift, just so people know we didn't yeah. go out and buy a Blu-ray not well, and, having and a they, player. And it wasn't just like a gift from a friend that we haven't watched. Right. The actual studios right. sent, you know, ABC and... Stuff like that sent that to us because we were podcasting about it and stuff. And um, but but I thought that the the DVD, the the Blu-ray didn't have the Christmas special. It doesn't. It does so then not. it's not worth owning. Well, hold on. Wait a second. Sorry. Here's the thing. The, and 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 I would love for you know Jeff Gentry. I know he'll listen yes. to this, uh, yeah. and probably some people in the chat room also. If you have the Blu-ray, does it have extra features? Does it have director commentary? I'm sure it does. If it has that stuff, I'm telling, I'm thinking, you know, Amazon overnight. <laughs> That's the other thing I've seen on YouTube is some deleted scenes. So I would imagine that. Um, I would sit down and watch. Some, I would sit I down. I would too. Here, here's what I would do. Number one, I would sit down and rewatch the entire thing without any additional commentaries. But then, if they had director commentaries during any of these episodes, I would listen to those. It's really fun to listen to your favorite TV show episodes with, with commentary. Yeah, it really is. And just the you know the behind the scenes. Now I've seen a couple behind the scenes things online on YouTube and stuff, and that's great. But um, I'm telling you, I'm really into this. And um, you know, we're not ready to announce any dates or anything like this. But I don't. I mean, obviously, you've heard how much we love this show. It's obvious to you guys now that it's even more important to me. Now, the thing is, is I don't think it's ever going to do for us what Lost did for us, which is actually completely change our lives and, and connect. Although it will, it will have the power of connecting us to hundreds of thousands of people. Right. Um, over the course of the next couple of years. Um, cause it, it has that big gigantic fan base. They're signing contracts through season five. Is that right? Mm hmm sweet uh so I'm, I'm not saying that 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 downton abbey is going to have the same personal impact on my life and 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 so lost will always be special in that way but what i mean when i say i like this more than lost i mean i'm looking forward to a new episode more than i did when i was or as much anyway uh maybe it's so easy for me to say all of this about in comparison to Lost because it's been so lost since so long since Lost was on. But I can tell you right now I have the same obsession for right. this show that I had for Lost. And it's been so it, it well it's been since Lost since I've had this kind of obsession. Do you want to talk about what you own? What I own? Yeah. What do you mean? What you own? What do you mean? There's something that you own. Okay. Regarding Downton Abbey. Okay, tell me what it is. You're really slow. What I own. Uh-huh. You purchased it the other day. I did. You did, because nobody else had purchased it yet. Oh, yes. 
I do own something. You're right. I it, well. I don't know exactly what it is. That's what I didn't want to say. Yeah, it. I I purchased a certain domain. Yes. At Downton Abbey Podcast. <laughs> dot com. com. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yes. So we do own that. We do own that. No dates. Or what we're going to do with it yet. But. But it has been acquired. Well, let's just put it this way. There is a fire under my hind quarters <laughs> to finish recording all the episodes related to Mocking Jay. Yeah. So that potentially so we that could do something. So some time would be something. freed up? Yes. Yeah. com. Is owned by gspn.tv. Yes. And it currently forwards you to our network. Does it? Yes. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so excited. It's it's going to be fun. It is going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. Can I take a listen? So, so you just mentioned like we have a couple, um, you know, Mac computers in our house, <laughs> which I. I think a couple is really funny because it's a huge <laughs> understatement. <laughs> there are more than a couple Mac computers on this desk. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are. Okay. So we recently did something that we kind of said we'd never do. We did? What's that? Regarding a Mac computer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Want to talk about that? Sure. Go ahead. So you talk, um, I just want to say yeah. so we can keep people on board. If you want to hear my yeah. thoughts on Batman, the Dark Knight yeah, Rises, it's coming. it's coming in this episode. Right. So go ahead. Um, well, so we always said we always said that um, we would never allow our children to have a television or a computer in their bedroom. Right. And this week. We changed our minds. <laughs> yes. We did. Or rethought our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew now has um, a Mac Mini mm-hmm. in his room that uh, was in 20, the office. With a 23-inch monitor. With a 20, yeah. Megan measured. It's bigger than the <laughs> iMac in the living room. <laughs> she was not happy about that. Um, but Matthew is, he's a gamer. That's what he does. And lately this summer, he is not only gaming... But while he's gaming, he is Skyping with his friends who are also gaming. Mm-hmm. And all of that commotion in the living room can get really loud if somebody's trying to do something else. And um, so we talked about it. We discussed it a little bit. And um, I have to tell you, it's really cool because when, li- when, the, when the computer was in the living room, he would just get on it whenever he wanted but now with it being in his bedroom, he definitely has more restrictions on his computer time. He has a, actually a, quite a few different responsibilities now. Yes. Number one is that um, he he's not allowed to get up. And, he's not allowed to get on the computer until he in his room until he has permission to do so. Right. Uh, when we tell him to get off the computer, then he's off the computer. He doesn't get back on it until he has permission. And I he is quite aware that if at any point we catch him on that computer, you know, at night or any time when we have not given him permission to do so, that he will lose that computer and not immediately be given access to any other computer. Right. So he knows that. And the other thing is, is his room was a that's the air conditioner. OK. Um, the room was a huge mess all the time. 
But it's when, been clean all week. <laughs> it has been clean all week. And I told him, I said, listen, you know, you don't get on. You don't even ask for permission until your bed is made. That's I mean, it, this room has to stay clean. Um, at, at any point, if I come in here and the floor has got tons of stuff thrown on it, the computer's coming out. Uh, that, that you're, you're, which is a, which is a big thing for him because when he's angry, he trashes his room. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. That's well, why it was a mess all the time. You know, and if that happens, then he loses it and he, he will lose computer privileges for quite some time. Right. I understand. And so he had that conversation. We, but he, I said, you know, the thing is, is, you know, do you want us to move this in here? And he's like, ah, absolutely. And the thing is, is I think because we have shown him that we we trust him and that that you know believe that he can live up to the expectations and that responsibility, he has been working hard to prove himself to be worthy of that trust. Yes, and it has worked out rather well. Um, you know, there are still some concerns about, you know, things that are available to him on the internet right. and stuff like that. And obviously we're, you know, keeping our mind and open to keeping out for all kinds of stuff. But, uh, we have, we are quite aware of the things that he's doing, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, here, and here's the deal. I've always, you know, I wonder where was this fear of having our kids, in there and and the, the I think our kids are getting to the place where they're understanding you know you can't be using this computer to be developing relationships with people you've not met before which we've already had a, we've already had a um happen yep yeah he he basically he has a very close friend from school that he skypes with a lot who they play an online game together a lot and that friend had developed a friendship with another supposedly young boy from canada mm-hmm. um you know and i say supposedly not because just because i don't just know because we don't know anyway that and and so that matthew's friend introduced the two of them and they would be on skype on a group call together playing this game and then sometimes when matthew matthew's friends not it fr- matthew's friend is not available he would be talking he would be talking the- to that other person from canada and i'm like uh-uh Can't no happen. This right. is not happening. It's not a, It's not allowed. He's very upset. We sat down and told him why, you know, why and stuff like that. But it's like, so does he know him? You know, how does he know him? Well, they, it, yeah. You have if we don't no, know him face to face, we're not Skyping. Yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, it, it, it's, it's, you know, we've got to find that balance of trying to explain, you know, well, gosh, mom, dad, you guys talk to each other all the time or with people who you've never seen face to face. And, and it's not, and, and so we there's a there are things to work out. This is a different world than when we, when we grew up. It is, and and so we're trying to balance all of that stuff out. Uh, but at the same time, here's the deal: my my kids are grow our kids. They're growing up in a technology driven world. They really are. And I am in the place where I am today because when I was eight years old, I had a Commodore VIC twenty in my bedroom. Right. You know. Granted, I did not have broadband access to the internet, <laughs> and I had to teach myself how to type Speaking in of, basic. It might be time to separate the work internet from the house internet. Actually, that time came like three weeks ago. <laughs> because um, we were held hostage yesterday, or or Tuesday, by mastermind calls. Well, here's because the- we're all using we're all using the internet. And Cliff is whining because his work is running slow. Oh, heaven forbid my work, <laughs> my work 
gets in the way of our <laughs> so, so we weren't allowed on the we were not allowed to use internet here's which the deal. is so funny because our mckenna really didn't understand that she's like well can i use the ipad <laughs> can, <laughs> she just she really didn't understand that she couldn't be yeah yeah so so here's the deal we have we actually have two internet service providers yep um actually two actually no we have three internet service providers one we hardly ever use it's virgin mobile it's a mobile device just in case the other two go out right <laughs> it you know it sounds crazy <laughs> but the but one we, is in case the other one goes out and that has happened before it so. has so so basically our primary internet as of right now is our cable internet yes which i currently pay for 30 megabytes per second down and three megabytes per second up and that has always been enough until well this past week um basically you have matthew on a multi-massive player what multi massively multiplayer use whatever an mmp rmpg whatever whatever you lost me at matthew (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of those online games. Yes. Matthew's on there. McKenna is on the MacBook Air in her room on that same game, <laughs> taking up bandwidth to run that and to be live in real time with them. So that's two of them going simultaneously. Skyping at the same time. Both Matthew on his Matthew on his computer doing a um, a Skype conference call using up additional bandwidth mckenna in her room on her computer doing a skype conference call <laughs> with matthew the i might day. add Hold on. right with matthew <laughs> so instead of just being in the same room together well it's they're, and they're talking to other they're people all too talking. i know i know so um it was time for lunch and i looked at megan i said should i skype them until <laughs> lunch is ready <laughs> that's great so so then there's that and then you and megan are watching netflix watching net streaming hd netflix <laughs> it's not hd oh, okay well still it, it's it, it's pretty fuzzy <laughs> well it's probably fuzzy because <laughs> it's moving of all so the slow, bandwidth right. it, it's recognize it and here i am downstairs i'm trying to run a webinar for my podcasting A to Z course, or no, my mastermind course. Right, so it was actually go-to meeting sessions. I'm doing HD faces, and I've got ten people on the call, and I'm also <laughs> running the go-to meeting on another system at the same time. And all of a sudden, every that's okay. Our Netflix wasn't loading either. <laughs> I know. So so yeah. Here's the deal: when the kids had their lemonade stand up. This guy, I've got his uh, business card yeah, in my wallet uh, from Cincinnati Bell. Guess what is in our area now? I know. Fiber internet. Whatever that means. It's, but well, you get excited about it, so I guess basically, it's good. Basically, they have brought um, the, this, um, fi- it, it, is it, what's it called? It is, um, it, it, it's fiber, fiber optics is what it is. And basically, it's this little tiny thread and it, and it delivers the internet via the fiber lines instead of the telephone lines and so i can get i could get speeds up to 100 megabytes per second right um and so i'm oh by the way so we have our our main internet right now is our cable internet 30 megs down three megs up i could increase that but i won't um as a backup, we have our DSL, which is going over the telephone line, which right now is about 1.5 to, well, no, about 1 to 1.5 megabytes per second down. 
and about 768 kilobytes per second up, which is not very well and stuff like that. But it it's, works. It's a backup. It's a backup. And so and occasionally if our other stuff goes, um, if our other stuff goes out, then yes, we can switch to that. But um, and then, of course, I have Virgin Mobile MiFi device if yeah. if those go out and I still need to be able to connect to the Internet, which I've had to do before. There, there have been times when both went out. Uh, so, so yeah, we have that. So I, I'm going to take the DSL and I'm going to cut that off and turn it over to fiber. And I think I'll probably get the 30 megs per second, 30 or 50 megs per second on that and a different router. And I'll start having you guys all connect to the other router and, and the business be, will be the business one. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So, yeah. Although yes. giving Matthew the computer caused a conflict in our house. Yes, Megan wants a computer. Megan in her is room. like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm the oldest. Why didn't I get the computer? <laughs> yeah. And all I can say is I can tell you right now that computer cost a whole lot less than what some certain dance activities cost for this <laughs> household. So I could buy you know, if she if she were to no longer dance and I would still budget the money, I could buy five of those computer. No, actually, if Mac, if, if you take the Mac mini with the monitor, I could probably buy eight or nine of those computers within the next 12 months. Or more. OK, so anyway, they, you know, eventually I you know, I'm not opposed to them. You know, here's the deal. I I don't think we need to worry about getting them a TV for their room. Oh, no. Because, because if you have a computer, you, you have a watch, TV. Right. Uh, that's the way that it's going these days. And and as long as there's responsibility checks and balances and all of this other stuff happening, I'm not opposed to it. Um, and I, by golly, I, I need you, Stephanie, to really, you know, keep bothering me to to get their blog set up. Oh, Okay. You know, I need because, and I want to. Re- I have to record I a you'd screen. Done that already. No, I, I've I've rec- I've um I registered all their domains, so we have MatthewRavenscraft.com, MeganRavenscraft.com, and McKennaRavenscraft.com. So, but I want to get their blog set up with Bluehost and stuff like that. Will you stop dropping that ring? Tell it to stop falling out of my hand. I think now would be a great time to say thank you to our sponsor. I think I agree. And then we can do, I can tell a little bit about Batman, yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. Right. All right. So thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. If you go to Mardell.com slash GSPN, you'll see that we have uh, several featured products that um, we have talked about here in previous episodes of Family from the Heart and things that we recommend. Of course, you can go browse their store online uh, to see educational materials, homeschool resources, teacher resources, um, apparel, clothing, uh, DVDs, all this other stuff. Mardell Christian Store is a wonderful friend to GSPN.TV and they, and especially a sponsor for podcast dance, or no, of Family from the Heart. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong show of Family from the Heart for a very long time now, four and a half years and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you going to Mardell. And when you shop with them and use promo code GSPN in your shopping cart, you get 10% off your entire order. And that includes on top of sales that they might be having at any time. 
and it's also a wonderful way to let Mardell know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this podcast. Absolutely. So thank you for that. I hope their education sale goes well today. Yes, indeed. Today. So, yeah. So I, 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 we would go into detail about the education but sale. But it's today. But it's today. Right. So, and, and of course, most people will hear this after today. But if you're listening live, go to Mardell.com and you'll see on the front page, I'm sure they've got it all over. A big, massive sale today. Absolutely. All right. So, so Batman, the Dark Knight Rises. Right after I tell you about. Which you didn't want to go see. I want to tell you one other thing first. Oh, what's that? I forgot to tell it. What? I am going to Dallas, Texas. You are. Dallas, Fort Worth. Not soon enough. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. No, I keep forgetting when it is. I keep thinking it's sooner than mm-hmm. what it is. That's anyway. Sorry, it is going to be funny. August 29th through the 31st. I think I thought it's well, you're staying longer than what the conference actually yes, is. Yes, I am. Though. Yep. I'm going a day early and I think I'm leaving a day or two day late later. Uh, but anyway, the conference is August 29th through the 31st in Dallas, Fort Worth, and it is the Catholic New Media Conference. You can find it at catholicnewmediaconference.com. And get this, I am going to be the keynote speaker opening things up on Wednesday, August 29th. And I could not be more excited and honored to have that uh, position and, and have that ability to do that. I'm a little bit nervous about keynote speaking, uh, but I'm sure it's going to go extremely well. You should not be nervous. Why is that? Um, but you're very good at speaking. Okay. And uh, the, mess- the, the title of the se- uh, session is something like um, how to market your message to the world. And uh, I'm going to be talking about how to, you know, really build community around the things that you want to share and how to positively impact people's lives uh, without turning them off in essence you know a lot of a lot of people want to go out there and they want to actively you know be a force for positive good and a, a good expression of their faith online and I've seen that ton terribly and uh, I I've I feel like there are some things that I've learned over the years about um, you know ways that you can, express your faith without turning people off and and that's really the heart of the message that i plan on on sharing but anyway if you're in the dallas fort worth area or willing to travel there for the catholic and new media catholic new media conference please consider coming out i would love to meet you there i'll be there for the whole conference uh and again it's catholicnewmediaconference.com and uh, for those who use promo code GSPN when signing up for that, they give away some free uh, master class, which is some recordings from some previous keynotes and, and things like that. So it's just a little added bo- bonus that they were giving to people who sign up from our community. And uh, here's the thing. I know we have, it, it's crazy. Here, it's a Catholic conference. I'm not Catholic, but we, we actually, if, have you, do you know what cloud is, Stephanie? Have you I've heard, heard about, about clout? clout? I Cl- have. Clout, if you go to clout.com, it's a service that kind of um, gauges your authority in certain in areas. In certain areas, right. You know, or your your influence. And one of the things that I am an influence in influencer in is Catholicism. That's funny. 
<laughs> and, and I have no doubt that it has a lot to do with the fact, you know, of the, you know, the circles that I run in with, uh, and share with father Roderick, who is a close, very personal friend of mine and, uh, stuff like that. But I, I think it's, it's funny because here I am, I'm going to be keynoting for a Catholic conference and it's awesome. But I do know we do have many Catholics in our community. Absolutely. And I'm actually wearing an SQPN shirt right you now. Are. Yeah. So anyway, very cool. Very cool. All right. Batman, the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. So I wasn't interested in going to see this movie. Matt wanted to see it. And I'm like, okay, well, we've got free press screening tickets. Um, this is actually the third in a trilogy with, I think, Christopher Nolan as the director is, okay. I believe his Sounds name. Sounds right. Anyway, um, I, the the first movie was Batman Begins. You and I watched that. It's basically what what happened was, you know, there was the original Batmans with uh, who were some of George Clooney played Batman once and Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and um, I can see his face in my head, but his name's not coming to me right now. Yeah. Anyway, those those movies were they were popcorn movies and they weren't too horrible mckenna says george clooney has good glutes yes <laughs> okay that's nice. what she says after watching his batman val, val, val kilmer. kilmer thank you yeah so those movies weren't they weren't the worst thing in the world um arnold schwarzenegger didn't do much to add to the value of those i, I think that no. that wasn't that. a great moment for for the series or franchise but um I guess supposedly this those show or those movies were not as true to the actual darker nature of the comic series Batman. Right. And and Christopher Nolan or somebody decided you You're know, right. What? Christopher Nolan. No, I yeah. Oh okay, directed, but somebody decided to go <laughs> yeah, with the darker. Somebody decided to go with the darker thing and just re you know, start the whole thing over from scratch. You know, kind of like J.J. Uh, Abrams decided to do the whole franchise of Star Trek from scratch. You know, it's, it's that. Exactly. So they started it over with Batman Begins. You and I watched that movie. We didn't see it at the theater, though. No, Megan keeps saying that we watched it um, on the MacBook the first time we were went to the Tennessee house. That could be. That could be. That probably has something to do with my lack of enjoyment of it. I think we need to watch it on our TV. Yeah. Because you know, the thing is, is I do remember it. The, the first one, I didn't dislike it, but I just didn't like it. It didn't really speak to me all that much. It was, it was an okay movie. All right. The second. I re- all I remember is I fell asleep. Did you ever watch? Uh, Dark- I've never I- seen The Dark Knight because I never finished Batman Begins. Okay. I did see The Dark Knight. I I tr- I wanted to. I tried to watch it once and fell asleep. Uh, and then I tried to watch it again a second time and lost interest. Because we should interest. not watch things late at night. I lost interest the second time. And a third time, I think I may have watched it. But uh, if, if I... Actually, I do remember seeing the end. I think the third time, I kind of went halfway in the middle and just started watching. I know that I would watch them. And I know what I, I would watch them all the way through. Um, and I'd have to enjoy it more than I liked the first Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> like if you, if I think back of some of the movies that I've actually sat all the way through and um, Matthew cracks me up. 
anytime he talks about going to see a movie, he's like, surely this is going to be better than The Darkest Hour. The That's Darkest like, Hour. Is, isn't that what that movie was called with the aliens who took up the electricity or whatever? Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. you slept through that movie too. Yeah, that was horrible. But Matthew wanted to see that movie so bad. And so we got it on a Netflix DVD. And now that's his go-to reference movie for bad movies. Yes. <laughs> like that's, well, it can't be as bad <laughs> as The Darkest Hour. Yeah. So, um, so I know that if I actually got to sit down and watch it, not in the middle of the night, not on the MacBook, which I have to say, I love my MacBook, uh-huh. but the sound sucks. Unless yeah. you have earbuds in, the sound, yeah. you, you cannot, so I can't imagine the two of us sitting on a bed, we're not very good sharers, that's why we now own two MacBooks, trying to fight over who's going to actually get to hear this movie. Right. So I would love to sit down and watch it again, both of them, and then see. I've always been fascinated in seeing Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. And I can't believe I've never actually sat down and finished that movie. Right. Yeah. Well, we will we will uh, probably go back because, but here's the thing. I went to this movie with not expecting very much at to all. To enjoy it. Um, and I came away and basically Matthew and I were sitting down last night after the movie and I I would say that I still probably liked Spider the Amazing Spider Man more than because I think you a, like Spider Man more than you like Batman. Don't know that that's true, and I'll okay. explain why. All right. Actually, I think I like Batman more, but uh-huh. I will tell you which Batman I like. Okay. Um, but I I I definitely know that I liked watching the amazing Spider-Man more than I did watching Dark Knight Rises. Okay. But it's a hard decision between the two. Okay. Now, here's the thing, though. I can tell you right now that I did not like the Dark, you know, the Dark Knight, the the second movie, because it was just so gloomy, dark, nasty, dreary. It is and de- titled The Dark Knight. And it's, I mean, it's just a downright depressing show. Okay. It, it was. I, I The little bits and pieces that I remember of it, it's just like, it was not a very good story at all to me. I just didn't like it. Um, This one, however, I will tell you is, is brighter and I won't give away any spoilers unless you think this is a spoiler, but there's a whole lot more scenes shot during the daytime. And, and for me, it was nice to actually see some kind of bright scenery, you know, (laughs) even if it was gloomy and and stuff like that, it was, it was, it was nice to see light, (laughs) in in the theater and um the one thing is is that um i feel like oh and i i, I told somebody it wasn't so bad seeing Anne hathaway in a Catwoman suit either uh but anyway um it it did seem i i felt like this third movie was a little bit of a departure from the first two in the trilogy in that this one seemed to be a lot more like the Avengers and Spider-Man and Iron Man and the other in 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 I guess the easiest way for me to say is it's it's like Anne Hathaway as Catwoman is almost ir- interchangeable with um, Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow. I mean, they might as I might as well have just been watching the same movie. 
in some areas. It, it, it just, it's that way. Okay. So, but, but the thing is, is I found, you know, I found those movies enjoyable. So I enjoyed this one. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. The fact is, is the, the saving grace out of all the movies is that they have Morgan Freeman. I like him a lot. Um, I like Michael Caine a lot. And, uh, you know, and, and this third movie I like a lot. And I, after watching it, I am more than willing to give the first two a much more fair chance and actually watching them when I'm not exhausted after a long day when, uh, you know, we can sit down and say, hey, let's watch this and put it on our nice television and uh, hopefully with with some sort of uh, speaker system that's a little bit more than just the, the internal well, that's because you haven't hooked the surround sound back up since we had the carpet installed. That's true. Because you had a new idea that has never come to fruition yet. Right. I know. Yes. It will. Cliff and his ideas, let me tell you. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so there you go. That's everything. So you didn't tell me who your favorite Batman was. Oh, Adam West. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, the old Batman. Right, the original. I, I, the, well, I don't know. That that wasn't the original. I'm well, sure there I was mean, Batman before that. I'm sure there was. You're right. But uh, but the, the 19, late 1960s, 60s. early 70s show, that was my Batman. And I, right. lo- I never missed an episode of Batman and Robin. That was that the bang pow. It, oh, it was awesome. Very cool. I loved that stuff. So absolutely and that my friends is going to wrap it up for this episode of family from the heart it's been a good week it's been a very good week yes it was a downton abbey week i know i ah. think we should do it again we'll now it. we need well, let's get through mocking jay oh okay <laughs> i already know how that one ends i don't that's why i, I want to find how, out i know how downton ends also all, all right, right. Do two chapters tonight? Yeah, we'll do two chapters tonight. Let's do that. Record tomorrow? Yeah. Or no, tonight. You want to read and record tonight? Yes. When are we going to read? Tonight. Like what time tonight? I don't know. Eight o'clock? We'll see. (laughs) We've got to get through it. Anyway, 15 seconds. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to live life with purpose. 